Welcome to Recovering Union, the podcast where we explore what it means to nourish the relationship between our inner child and loving parent. My name is Isaac, and I originally thought that this podcast would be a library full of recovery meditations. But now, I really want to make this a space where people of diverse ethnic and sexual identities can share their recovery journeys with others. I'll be focusing on three tools for our recovery, and they are surrender, self acceptance, and a consistent effort to make conscious contact with a higher power. So, thank you for clicking on this podcast. We're new, so please share it with everyone that you think would benefit from this conversation and enjoy this first conversation with my recovery fellow, Joseph. Do I really know who I am? Have I ever given myself my true self to be, like a chance to be? I do remember when I first came into program, I told my sponsor, like, I was like, I don't want to be me. I don't want to be Joseph. I want to hit the reset button. I want to be someone else. And that's when uh, my sponsor posed that question of like, wait, what if, what if the real Joseph has never had a real chance to, to exist? And, and we're already trading it in. So Joseph, how do you identify and how does your time in recovery inform that identity? Hmm. Well, my name is Joseph and I identify as a queer Salvadoran American. My pronouns are still, you know, not very clear between they, I prefer they, them, um, and that's been a journey because I've stuck with he, him for forever because I don't want to, you know, make any waves. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or, 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 you know, I've always felt like it was safer to hide behind he, him. And so it, it, with, uh, I guess with recovery, it's been a journey to, um, embrace all all angles all sides of me and instead of you know being that chameleon that shapeshifter around those people that I'm I'm scared to reveal my true self I've been more um open to seek out the safe spaces and the safe people you know that that will take me as the whole package right not just a percentage of me I, I always get confused with the first and second generation immigrant um, because I, I hear all this debate on which one is the right one. And so I'll just say that my parents are the ones who migrated from El Salvador in the 80s to the U.S. They landed in California and I was born and raised in Los Angeles. So um, I'm actually the first one born here. So... I'm not going to label it with which generation it is. It just, it just, that's just what happened. Yeah. And and we totally share a lot in that kind of identity because my parents were also the first ones to immigrate. I was the first one. I mean, me and my siblings were the first ones to 
be born here, born and raised in LA too. So you, um, as a recovery fellow, you have definitely been a, a grounding space for me, uh, a big, um, yeah, like, ah, put my hand on my heart too, right? <laughs> Holding my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's sometimes this feeling I get that, like, where's other people that look like me, you know, that grew up like me? So when I, um, when, when we started going to the same meeting, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> He's mm -hmm. here, like somebody <laughs> else. They're here. Oh, I had to correct myself. <laughs> uh, I do the same. I mispronoun myself, misgender myself all the time. When I'm referring to myself and talking about myself in third person, I still do it. So that's just part of the work, right? To uh, reprogram, I guess, re-experience. Yeah. And like you were saying, find those people where they'll take the total package. Like, I don't have to be... um percentage of me mm -hmm. i really liked what you're talking about there what, what's been the most like helpful thing for you in that kind of that kind of journey so i started uh, my recovery journey 2018 summer of 2018 so it's been what three and a half years um and it was the hardest thing to start sharing right to raise my hand and start telling people my story or you know little bits and pieces of who I thought I was and where I thought I was in my life and in the in my journey at the age what was I 26 I think it was yeah it was around 26 I'm turning 30 next week oh Ooh, happy early birthday <laughs> Ooh, thanks um yeah so I learned over the over time that um and this is this an, an old timer uh, you know she, she's my ACA sponsor she kind of pointed out how the more that I share and the more that I share with people that can receive me with love and can accept you know help me hold space for my truth my own story you know, becomes clearer to me. And, and so basically saying, saying my narrative, saying my story helps me sort things out and filter, you know, filter out all the garbage, <laughs> you know, filter out so much of, of, of my narrative that it wasn't mine that was very much either passed down or forced upon me or, or or I picked it up. Like I felt like, well, I don't know what else. I don't know what other narratives are out there. So let me pick up this one because it's the most familiar or the safest one at the moment. And so it's through the loving and, and very real. And I say very real lens of recovery because I have a small, is it okay if I mentioned the other recoveries that I'm in, the other fellowships? I mean, that's up to you, you know, if that. There's, yeah. okay, just, just want to know if, if there's some kind of format. <laughs> I, I don't know, right? It's like, it should, we want to value anonymity, but I don't know um, 
what that really looks like for each person. So Right. I mean, I technically qualify for at least 10 of the other fellowships, but I'm working the steps in three of them. And so it's um, so it's ACA, Al-Anon and AA. And so my Al-Anon sponsor is is the one who is the realest person I've ever met in my life. Like the most honest person I've ever met, like the most honest relationship I've ever had. And so there's so many times that as I'm telling my story, he'll catch or, or he'll um, catch, uh, bring my attention to the, the things that, you know, just to question things like, oh, is that really the case? Or is this just what I accepted to be true a long time ago or so long ago that I, I forgot that, you know, I could question it or that um, it was worth questioning, you know, and, and that has affected and, and really impacted my self-worth and my my views of myself and how I how I interact with this world this world, you know, both physical and spiritual. It definitely has not been easy. There's been so many tears, so many melting. I, I see it, the, the tears as the melting of the, of the ice sculptures, right? Of the, um, all of the different forms of trauma and resentment. And um, because I feel like the more that, you know, as I was, going into adulthood, so many of those unresolved or un, other things that I had not addressed and definitely not addressed in a loving way were really solidifying, you know, like and hardening. And, 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 and this is, and, you know, I remember, I remember my father ever since I can remember saying, you know, I am the way I am and no one's ever going to change me. So that was kind of how it, the road that I was going down without really knowing who I was, you know, just concretizing something that like, wait, do I really know who I am? Have I ever given myself my true self to be like a chance to be? I do remember when I first came into program, I told my sponsor, like, I was like, I don't want to be me. I don't want to be Joseph. I want to hit the reset button. I want to be someone else. And that's when, uh, my sponsor posed that question of like, wait, what if, what if the real Joseph has never had a real chance to, to exist? And, and we're already trading it in, <laughs> like trading that, that true Joseph in kind of, kind of, he brought up a, an analogy of a car, you know, like I'm done with this car. It's, it keeps, it keep the check engine keeps coming on. I'm, I'm so done. The repairs are too expensive. Gas is up, you know, and like, he's like, but if you trade in and, and it traded in for a new car and you never learn how to maintain that old car, the new car is going to give you the same exact problems. Like that's not really going to be the case. That's not going to solve it. You're just going to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Then let me stick with this, you know, 91 model and work with that and love it as much as I can. <laughs> I just love how much you're um, able to describe the depth behind that journey. You know, 
in that journey of like surrendering that past self, what have you learned when you've embraced yourself? Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. I just laugh. I just laugh because there's always that first thought that comes in, right? That first thought and, and how insane some of my first thoughts can be. Um, and my first thought right now was, was, Oh, nothing. I haven't learned anything because I keep repeating my same, you know, <laughs> my same thing. No, but that's not true. I guess I've learned. I try to not speak in, in those, you know, corny slogans, <laughs> but this one isn't a slogan. This is, I don't know. I don't know if it counts, but it's like everywhere I go, there I am. Um, you know, like I just, A, I can't run away from myself and B, like, why would I want to once I learn how much beauty there is and who I really am and you know, like once I allow it, right? Because if I am, oh, and that requires me to be in the present. So kind of like everywhere I go, there I am. I could, I could very easily go. I, I, I would, I much rather prefer to either stick in the past and dwell and regret over how I did things and when or whatever happened. And then. I'm like, okay, based on that mess up or those mistakes, I need to make sure I over prepare and over analyze the future <laughs> for the future, you know? So I'm like, oh, so I don't mess it up. And, and so therefore I'm not present. And when I'm not present is when I make the most, I make, I'm not going to say mistakes, but I, I make the most decisions that are not aligned with my true self and my higher power and my loving parent, you know, like I, I tend to, um, be very harsh on my past self. I was doing this little, um, not, uh, I, 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 I like to do this little writing activity that's like outside. And there's this one little section that says, you know, writing it's probably in the ACA red book too like writing a letter to my younger self. Um, and what would I say? And, 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 and mostly I would, I tend to be very harsh on my younger self. Um, as if like, Oh, you know, you were supposed to know, you were supposed to know better, but then, you know, who, who's to say, right? Like, who am I to say that? Um, so what I try to do, if I stick to that little, um, I don't know if you ever got to go to those uh, chapter eight, becoming your loving parent workshops. Anyway, long story short, it's this whole day, like a, a, a five hour workshop. And at the end, we got these little bracelets that said WWLMPD. You know, kind of like the old, you know, those, those bracelets of WWJD, like what would Jesus do? And so this one was, what would my loving parent do? Oh, and, okay. and it was like those bracelets. It was like, I still have it around here. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, 
Oh, it's not that. It's something else. Um, I had it. Anyway, so if I stick to that, like, what would my loving parents say to my younger self? And the decisions I made, the, the, the pain that I caused, the, the, um, the things left unsaid, the opportunities that I didn't take, the, oh, here's a big one. The way, the ways that I let others dim my light. Or let's face it, the way that I dim my light for others, because it's me, right? I think it's, it's the most frustrating thing for me to accept. Yet, if, if I had my loving parent voice at the time, really it's, I did the best I could with what I had, even if it wasn't the best. You know, and then and then uh, I have this little thing on my phone that says it tells me you're doing better than you think, <laughs> you know, like because because I'm constantly, you know, holding myself to this very unrealistic uh, standards. I'm constantly telling myself like, oh, it's not enough. Oh, it's not enough. And then so then I have this little reminder on my phone screen that says you're doing better than you think. And so that helps me to. <sighs> to come back to the present and, and, and to, to try to really just take it all in, right? Just take it all in, uh, see the people that are in my life, those who are no longer in my life and, and remain hopeful that those who will come into my life, because there will be more people coming into my life, right? I'm going to attract healthier, more abundant opportunities and the learning experience is not always going to be so pretty, right? It's not always going to be so like, okay, here's a syllabus, here's a curriculum. This is what you're going to follow. These are the steps you're going to follow. Yes, we have like a, the steps and like really amazing literature, but nothing, it's impossible to say like, all right, well, this is the way that, you know, the ACA Red Book describes it should look like. But in this human experience, there's, there's really no way to guarantee any of that. So it's like, okay, can I really, can I sit with that and have some gratitude for those things? You know, it's really a day at a time, a moment at a time kind of thing. So anyway, that was my... My, my, I, I swear, I'm just full of tangents. Like, I just, I love going on. I, I say I don't like to hear myself talk because I really don't like my voice. It's very common. I've heard, I've heard podcasts on, you know, gay men not, or queer men not liking their voice. But I could definitely talk up a storm. Oh, and I appreciate, like, all of the honesty, Joseph. It, it's not easy letting go, right? Like, that's what I'm hearing in your journey, but, like, how you put like little reminders on your phone, you know, and that puts you in touch again with something deeper. I, I don't think about that in my journey right now in this part where I feel like hunger for community, but then I don't do anything about it. You know, like I notice my feelings and like what I would want. You know, I notice that I want, like, deeper friendships with people who come from different, like, parts of my journey, right? With my own 
identity as a queer person with my own identity as someone in recovery, but then I don't do anything. Well, you're doing something now. Yeah, and, and you know, that's... We're doing this right now. <laughs> it's happening yeah, right now. Yeah, like that, that's why I wanted to start this. <laughs> it was almost like this terminal sense of like, well, I, I gave it up to God's hands. Like, why isn't God doing anything? And it's like, well, you, you also have to do your work too, buddy. Right. Hearing you, being in the present moment with you across all these many miles, it's, um, it's this like beautiful sense of beginning that I feel in my body. We're, we're starting something new here, you know, where mm-hmm. who knows how many people will listen to this and where in the world we'll be when someone figures out who we are right (laughs) because of like anonymity and everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the ripple effect yeah right the ripple effect i was thinking about oh i was thinking so many things because of course i can't stay too long in the present i have to think about seven other things but um well (laughs) um okay here's the, the the community and the footwork yeah, I, I have such an honor of, of, of knowing one, I guess I'm not going to say names, but this one ACA fellow that's super a blessing in disguise. Because we, if, 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 if you see us walking down the street, you would never think that we're, that we have anything in common, right? If you see us walking down the street, you know, it's like, I get a lot of like people in, in, in public kind of do double take, like, wait, why, why are those two people having lunch and laughing and enjoying themselves so much? Like, you know, like, and so, but anyway, this person, this is what recovery has taught me, right? Like that I, I, there's so many gifts out there that are available. And, and this person always tells me, Joseph, you do the footwork and release the outcome. Like that is the third step. Like that is the turning over, you know, the outcome that comes from a result of my effort and my footwork and my faith that the outcome is going to be good. And it's going to be, again, it, I, I, I feel like I sound so corny talking about like everything coming from a place of love. Like it just, it really makes me feel like it makes me cringe a little bit when I say like, Oh yeah, it's coming from a place of love because that's super new. Right. Like usually it comes from, say if something is, is a result of anything, it's becomes, it, it, it this is what I grew up with. Right. It's somebody's self-interest. Like how are they going to benefit from, from whatever is happening? Right. Like a selfishness and a, and a greed and, and like, um, a mischievous, ill intentioned plotting. It's going to come back to you and bite you. Right. <laughs> so like for something to come from a place of like to think, Oh, my interaction with so and so is going to have a loving outcome. Right. Or like, or, or a, a, a beneficial outcome for both of us. In all my affairs, right? Because right now I just had my boss come into my mind, um, because I'm always on the on the I'm on the defense, right? I'm always like documenting everything, making sure that he's not going to stab my back later on. When we've established that we have a friendship, 
<laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, my God, Joseph, like, even my close friends, I can, you know, I, I, I'm I, still cautious, right? Because I'm just like, oh, like, I, I've just, I've been hurt so many times because I, 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 I had that blind trust. So now I'm just like, not going to trust at all. And that is me not turning over the outcome to higher power. That is me taking that outcome and being like, nope, let me make sure it goes a way that I'm, I'm familiar with. So let me just l- restrict and limit the way that this can turn out. Right. That is me removing the faith in that things can turn out well, you know. So, yeah, like it's just something that like in community with with the people in recovery, you know, it's, it, I've seen it in action, in service. Right. I've seen it in, in how people show up, you know, no matter what is happening, uh, happening in their life. I, the people that I least expect have shown up for me in ways that I didn't know was possible. Joseph has so much good to share with us. And I hope that you'll join us as we continue our conversation in the next episode. From my inner child to yours, keep doing the work because that's how we recover union.